Hello, thank you so much for joining me. It's Jen. This is the Mindfulness Movement and Exercise Podcast. This is episode number 20. And I'm going to be discussing interoception, perception, and a potential shift. But first, let's recap last time because I know it's been a few weeks. I discussed proprioception. We covered some ways that proprioception can be introduced into an exercise and movement setting. We also discussed what proprioception isn't and why a lot of, not a lot, but some of the training modalities that suggest they're improving proprioception actually aren't. We discussed why proprioception matters and different ideas for how you could implement it into your movement. You could begin to implement it into your movement session. Before we begin, come into a comfortable position, doesn't matter what it is. And I want you to begin scanning your entire self. You can start at your head or you can start at your feet. Whenever you notice something that's loud, whether it's something that's uncomfortable or painful, or maybe it's just your entire way of being. It feels heavy or tired or whatever. Label that and continue scanning. Now, I want you to continue scanning, but this time I want you to notice whenever there is an absence of sensation, and I want you to label that. That might mean, for instance, there's no sensation underneath my right clavicle, so I could think absence of sensation underneath my right collarbone and then move on to a different spot. Once you finish with that, go ahead and pause for a moment. And similarly, take a second to scan your entire self. And if you notice that you feel light or relaxed or invigorated or whatever word comes to mind, give that a label. And then return to paying attention to the podcast. Today, I'm going to cover interoception, which I know I've talked about before. But to recap, interoception is the sensing, interpretation, and integration of signals that originate from inside your body. It's a snapshot of your internal landscape at that exact moment in time. So, what you just did was observe your internal sense of yourself right now. And I had you contrast that with the absence of sensation because sometimes we forget how much is going well, right? And we fixate on what doesn't feel quite as good. 
it's conscious and it's unconscious. So sometimes you just, you don't even realize that you're, you have a certain thing happening. Like you're hungry, for instance, maybe you don't actually feel the pangs of hunger, but your partner who knows you well can tell because there is a shift in your mood. You get a little hangry and your partner might say, Hey, if you, maybe you need a snack or something like that. This happens with my husband and I regularly, I am not the one that gets hangry. <laughs> it's whether you're sore, hungry, thirsty, sated, antsy, or tired. It's anything internal that you're sensing. How you sense and perceive these internal signals influence a number of things, including your cognition, your emotion, and your perception. And today I'm going to focus primarily on this perception piece because I think it's really important, particularly as we close out 2023 and people start to have new goals for the new year. Often those goals involve some sort of increasing physical activity. And unfortunately, so many times those goals don't come to fruition. People start off really excited with this external goal that they've got. And then by March, the goal has become a mere memory, far away in the distance. Perception influences motivation. So your perception of an activity, whatever the activity is, is going to influence whether or not you're more likely to do it. I saw uh, someone that I follow on Instagram. She posted a bar hanging exercise recently. And this is an exercise I've actually done. I did it quite a lot for a couple of different systems that I studied. And what you do is you set a timer and you hang from a pull-up bar without your feet touching the ground. This is the exercise. It's about as interesting as it sounds. And it's about as uncomfortable as it sounds if all you're doing is hanging from the bar. This particular individual has incredible grit. She's very good at doing uncomfortable things and gutting through them and feeling stronger for them, which is fantastic. Many people do not possess that. Many people, when faced with the discomfort of hanging from a bar without doing anything, they're going to their brain is going to focus on those internal senses, this interoception and say, this isn't fun. This isn't comfortable. This hurts a little bit here or this feels a little shaky here. I don't want to keep doing this. And you get into this feedback loop in your head. It makes the time go by so slowly when that feedback loop is going on. Curiously or coincidentally, I still do this exercise but I do it very differently than I used to. I set a timer and then I get really curious about what I can do with my legs. So I'm not just hanging there. I start rotating and twisting and shifting my weight and making different shapes with my legs and playing with different patterns. Basically, I distract myself and I occupy my brain. Something else I could do, I was recently reading that Taylor Swift, when she was training for her Eras tour, which is the tour that she just did that was 
quite the event. She was on stage, I think it was for over three hours performing at each of these venues, was she would get on a treadmill and she would sing her set list. And she would alter the pace and the incline depending on what the set list called for. So if the set list was active and really energetic and, you know, required a lot of rhythm and a lot of beat, she would increase the speed on the treadmill so that she was, you know, running at a pretty good clip and she might increase the the incline as well. If the set list was slower, she might slow it down to a walk, but she was singing the entire time. She did this, according to this article, she did this almost every day, starting six months prior to the show so that she'd be in shape for the show. I have to imagine that because she was singing and her brain was engaged, it made the act of being on a treadmill for that long feel a lot more tolerable. I think I've talked about this before. I run. I love running outside. I don't notice the time. I can go out for an hour or an hour and 20 minutes, and I don't focus on anything other than just being. I'm one with my thoughts. I focus on a lot of different things. Sometimes I don't focus on anything. For me, it's very relaxing, despite the fact I'm working pretty hard. If I go on a treadmill, I don't ever last more than 25 minutes, and I spend the entire time wondering when it's going to be over. (laughs) So this act of being distracted, it can make the noise, that internal noise from the interoception, it can dial it down a bit. The next logical question is, does this take away from the work? Does this reduce the potential physical results? Well, no. Because physiologically, you're working at the same level, if not higher, than when you're not distracted. Now, this isn't to say you should always remove yourself from what's physically going on, but it is to say that sometimes changing your perception can really alter your experience around a specific activity. And sometimes that is necessary to begin some sort of habit. If I stay within this bar hanging realm, another way to look at this is, I know I've talked about this on here before, I like aerial stuff. And something that happens in aerial stuff when you're doing tricks, which is what I like to do, is you end up doing a whole lot of a movement that looks a lot like a pull up. And you do it a lot. But the crazy thing is you don't notice that you're doing it a lot because you're so focused on other aspects of it. So even though I'm inverting my body upside down, the act of the invert isn't what I'm focusing on, really. I mean, I'm I'm focusing on it a little bit because I want it to feel a certain way, perhaps. But I'm 
really focusing on how do I hook my leg? Where does my other leg go? Am I letting go of whatever apparatus I'm on? So the other thing about this is when this focus is happening, the mindfulness shifts outside of the body to the act of what you're doing. This isn't necessarily a bad thing. As long as you can bring the focus back to the body on occasion. And often with some of these more dynamic acts, like the act of hanging from a bar, it requires grip strength. It requires some endurance. But it's not a skill-based exercise. So having some distraction isn't bad. Taylor Swift isn't trying to run a sub three marathon. She doesn't care about her technique while she's running. She cares about being able to perform for her fans. So while she's on this treadmill doing this thing, singing, her focus, she's still mindful. She's focusing on her singing rather than on her physical being. Again, this isn't a bad thing. There's a time and a place for both of these things. And if you're somebody who's either working with someone and encouraging them to begin an exercise program, or you're someone that is struggling with beginning an exercise program, maybe shift your perspective. If you're someone that struggles with the act of exercise because you find it uncomfortable and you don't find it something that you enjoy or that's interesting, what can you do that is interesting? That focuses your attention. I've talked to a number of people who have said, I don't like exercise, but I like dancing. The irony of this is not lost on me because dancing is, of course, a form of exercise. If you wear a heart rate monitor while you dance, you're going to see that your heart rate moves into higher than a resting heart rate, into the aerobic zone for chunks of time, for enough chunks of time that often there's a cardiovascular effect. It's also going to improve balance and improve body awareness and improve proprioception. So it's got all these benefits to it. So I leave you with this. Take a moment, shift your perspective, encourage a different view, perhaps, on movement and see what happens. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to catching you next time.